This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. Welcome to Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. I'm Gardner Goldsmith, the creator of the Liberty Conspiracy, which streams every Monday through Friday live starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Rockfin, and on my Twitter slash X feed, that being at Gard Goldsmith. You can also find the show anytime after the fact on any of those platforms. And if you're looking for textual information, head over to my Substack, that being the Gardner Goldsmith Substack, and every Sunday you'll receive the Sunday News Assembly. At least 20 stories pertaining to individual liberty, plus expanded contextual information that helps draw out long-lasting lessons that can help us expand the purview and the number of people who believe in freedom. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Let's get started. I want to go to George Galloway's show and show you the very, very astute observations coming from people who support this. Now, as an anarchist, voluntarist, I don't support United Nations relief going to people because I don't support the United Nations. I support relief, but I don't support the unfounded immoral predicate of the United Nations existence in the first place or the process by which it is giving aid to people, which is only through threat of violence and theft of taxpayer, from taxpayers. It doesn't mean anybody cares when the U.N. gets money from the United States, which is forcibly taken from people, right? So that being stated, I just want to show you the trigger that seems to have gone off for U.S. and U.K. politicians after the International Court of Justice found in favor of the South African argument against Israel All of a sudden, out of nowhere, they said, you know, 12 members of the U.N. Resources um, 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 Relief Organization, 12 of those members are tied to the October 7th plot. They didn't put them on trial or anything. They just said they're tied to this. So we are going to stop funding for the United Nations Relief Organization, UNWR. It's this weird UNWR. That's it. So let me show you how some good people responded to this. And again, it's coming from the standpoint of people who don't go as far as I do against all statism and the predicate upon which it's based. But they do show us the weird pathology of these politicians who reacted almost instantaneously in this vindictive manner to say, we're not going to fund this relief agency that was giving food and water and medicine to people in the Palestinians in Gaza. Even as those people struggle in the very area that the Israelis told them they should flee to, they're getting bombed there. 
So check this out. And I've got a lot more coming tomorrow. Young, uh, Young Turks did a very good uh, series of pieces, too. I want to show you some of that. But here's George Galloway with his guest. You are listening to the mother of all talk shows with George Galloway. No, I'm in the Hague. No, my next guest was here and peerlessly reporting on the case of South Africa against Israel at the ICJ. I wonder what he thinks about what happened next. He is, of course, the Honourable Craig Murray, former British ambassador, and he joins me now on the line. Craig, thank you. So, folks, I just want to let you know that uh, I've been in touch with Craig Murray, and it looks like he's going to be on the show Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. So Craig Murray will be our guest on Liberty Conspiracy coming up in a few days to give us his on-location information about what happened in The Hague. Uh, for joining us, I'm in The Hague now. It's after the Lord Mayor's show. Uh, the judgment uh, hung heavily on Friday, but it's been so overtaken by events, hasn't it? Um, it has. But I, I think some of the reason for that is in the judgment. Um, I, mean, I think the judgment was a long way better than I expected it to be. And I think the lashing out at UNRWA and at the UN in particular um, is because of the judgment, uh, and especially uh, two things. I, I mean, firstly, they wanted to distract attention from the judgment because Israel lost on every single count. Um, and secondly, uh, they wanted to discredit UNRWA because um, one key thing about the judgment is that the, the court made findings of fact. It found that there, there are facts which plausibly uh, amount to genocide. And, and not just it didn't just find that South Africa said these things. It found its own fact and said these facts. Um, amount plausibly to genocide. And those facts included statements by UNRWA. Statements by UNRWA were quite important facts uh, behind the opinion of the ICJ. And so I think it's no co coincidence whatsoever uh, that you immediately uh, get these attacks on the integrity of, of UNRWA and this attempt to uh, defund um, UNRWA, which of course also helps contribute to the genocide. It speeds up the genocide by contributing to uh, starvation and despoilation. Yes, uh, I mean, uh, I didn't see that one coming, I must say. Uh, your, your friend is accused uh, of genocide. A court, by an overwhelming majority, uh, finds that you may very well be guilty of that genocide, makes demands of you to correct your behavior, gives you a month to report, and effectively sends you to trial for genocide, and instead of distancing yourself for your own protection from your friend, you double down, because that's what this is. You double down on your support for the accused, and you yourself embark on a course of action which may very well leave you in the dock for genocide. That's friendship for you, isn't it, Craig? It's, it's extraordinary. I, I mean, the hold that the, the Zionist lobby has over the 
political class in the in the UK, as, as you know better than anyone, uh, George, is just incredibly strong. And I, and I certainly didn't see that coming. I, I, and the, the coordinated and fast response, because governments, uh, as again you know, governments do not make uh, policy decisions in 20 minutes. You know, you know, they but all these governments to come in one after the other within a matter of a couple of hours, withdrawing finance from under that must have been coordinated in advance and and, and uh, have been up the sleeve, if you like, as a as a reaction to the ICJ judgment. Um, so very very important there. Notice how uh, Jordan treated this as well. Uh, then we've got the bombing response in Jordan. Uh, people are moving chess pieces big time. I think you can tell and you probably feel it in your gut as well. And, um, you know, the only the only solace or one of the major uh, uh, injections of solace I get is the human connection with all of you. I mean, it's, it's super cool. And, uh, you know, I look at the screen here. I see George. And I see Craig Murray, and I know that George is doing doing good, and Craig Murray is doing good, you know. And uh, so, you know, we'll keep this up. A little bit more of inf- information from Craig, and of course, we'll talk to him Wednesday or Thursday. I've got uh, the email exchanges went back and forth over the weekend, and so things are really crazy. But it looks like it'll be Wednesday or Thursday. He'll join us, and he'll be live right at the start of the show. I said, "Do you want to pre-record?" He said, "Nah." You know, I can be a night owl. It's okay. I was like, well, you know, okay, cool. You know, we start up at 11 o'clock, and I'll, I'll try to bring in and bring in right at the start of the program. Uh, tomorrow night, Courtney Turner is going to be joining us as well, and I can't wait for that. And I also want to thank Ananda G once more inside uh, X. Uh, Ananda says, I need a hat. <laughs> I like that. So, you know, we're at levels of evil here, which are astonishing. You've got... The ICJ detailing the starvation and deprivation and deaths and the terrible conditions in which people are living. You've got the UN spelling it out in great detail, all all reported in the ICJ opinion. Um, And then you've got action taken deliberately to increase starvation. And it's so evil, I'm I'm struggling to come to terms with it. Yes, me Uh, I know Anarwa very well. Uh, over decades, uh, I have known them well in the in the refugee camps in Lebanon, first of all, uh, which I first uh, attended in, in 1977, and of course in Gaza, where they are they are literally the difference between life and death for millions of people. It, it, they provide the food, they provide the medicine, they provide the schools. They provide the funding for the basic levels of health that uh, uh, exist in normal times, normal uh, times. And now our government, the governments of our uh, closest uh, allies, have pooled the funding. It, I'm almost lost for words about it. Well, I'll leave it like right there. And again, a, a big suggestion if you, uh, if you enjoy... Uh, you know, solid people for peace, people who bring up memories and history and information. George Galloway's show is great. And uh, you can go to at Motes, M-O-A-T-S TV, at Motes TV to follow George and um, Craig Murray. Uh, looks like it'll probably be Wednesday. 
but I'll double check on that and just let you know so I don't leave you hanging. And I also want to mention that there's a great comment from Yona, a couple comments from Yona. Uh, first, I'll start off with uh, Tom Cooper. Thank you, Tom, for being there. I saw that you messaged over on um, on X, and I'll, I'll write to you later tonight before I hit the sack. And I really appreciate it, Tom, really appreciate it. Uh, Carlos Rex is there. Carlos, the, the king of Carlos, uh, he says, uh, Israel has become 100% evil. Yona. Yona is in the uh, in the audience, and Yona, thanks so much. Yona Aniwodi says the Zionist project was evil from the start. Circa 1834, City of London, Lord de Rothschild, Palestine Exploration Fund, PEF, 1834, London Rothschild Bank. Nailed it. Absolutely right. Boy, it's amazing to see the research that people have done and the bits and pieces, the chunks of information you can pick up as you start to get into these things. If you're around the right circle of people, the wisdom they can impart to you. Anyway, I don't want to go over the overboard on that stuff, but uh, I really appreciate it, you guys. I also want to check in over at Rumble and thank you as well. If you're just joining us on Rumble, please spread the word. I really am happy to see so many folks are joining us at Rumble. Over the weekend, I released both the videos that I produced one of uh, collapsing new mRNA people based on collapsing new people by Fad Gadget. And um, that was the second of the two videos. The first video was Do You Remember, the horror song uh, with uh, connected with uh, shots from the uh, trucker, the Freedom Truckers convoy, shots of uh, our, uh, Pastor Pawlowski and his brother, um, and shots of the uh, the way that the police treated the Ottawa uh, freedom rallyers in Ottawa. Uh, so the trucker rallyers in Ottawa. So that's all out there. And it attracted a number of people. And I appreciate that very, very much. I'll try to do more music videos. Um, and, you know, sometimes they'll be more overt with actual statements of things. I put in some headlines from the Ottawa truckers uh, convoy and what the government was doing, things like that. Sometimes it'll be subtle. Uh, they, they won't be um, overtly spoken, the messages, but you'll be able to pull them out, uh, much like those psychedelic furs lyrics. You know, they can work two ways, that sort of thing. Uh, sort of gives the uh, the snide cut that uh, sometimes I appreciate very much without really even saying something. You get a, a message across without being too overt. So now I want to turn to something else. Uh, and again, big thanks to Craig Murray and big thanks to George Galloway for getting Craig on. And uh, Craig is, uh, you know, he might not be watching right now, but uh Boy, he, he responded to me, just real nice guy, real nice man. So um, looking forward to speaking to him. And uh, we'll keep spreading the word, everybody, uh, about all these good freedom fighters out there. So before we go into anything else, now I want to continue on this, uh, this vein about Israel. This, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you a lot of this. I'm going to show you about 15 minutes of Christopher Hedges. This is Christopher Hedges speaking on January 18th at the Islamic Society of New Jersey. Now, Christopher Hedges, very well-known, conservative, uh, some libertarian leanings, not all. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree. You know, that pat line. Um, I caught on to this. Again, I cottoned on to this because of Grand Theft World last night. And 
if you don't watch, uh, it's usually around 9.30, 9.35 to 9.40. It starts on Sunday evenings, Eastern Time on Rockfin. And uh, Richard Grove is just amazing. Uh, Tony is amazing. Tony Myers. And they're just awesome. That's where I um, actually know. I, I saw Courtney when she was on with David Knight first. And then I saw her again just a few days later with uh, Richard and Tony. And then she came on our show. And she's all, all over the place. She's just great. Whitney Webb is on all the time. Uh, they play great pieces from uh, Jimmy Dore. Uh, they get Kurt Messner on. And Kurt is absolutely brilliant, really funny. He's always on with Jimmy. And he's a stand-up comic, very, very well-versed on all sorts of things, including the, the occult, esoteric uh, pushes by some of these people. Uh, he understands the power of Christ. And um, so a lot of, lot of big things. I want to play you what Christopher Hedges said. His speech was called The Death of Israel. And I think he really highlights how perverse this political world is and the use of the language and the way that they depict people like us, people like the Palestinians, the bad guys, while they adopt the M.O., literally, of the Nazis, of the people who imposed the Warsaw Ghetto. Here we go. I know there are people in this room who have family and friends in Gaza, as I do, um, and uh, the last contact I've been able to have with people I know in Gaza is three or four weeks ago. I don't know if they're alive or dead, or, uh, and all of us who spent significant time in Gaza uh, I think every waking moment is uh, colored by this almost unfathomable slaughter. Um, and whatever I feel is a pale reflection, I know, of what many of you in this room are enduring. Um, but I want you to know that there are many of us that are doing everything humanly possible to fight back. <laughs> Israel's Lebensraum master plan for Gaza, borrowed from the Nazis' depopulation of Jewish ghettos, is clear. Destroy infrastructure medical facilities and sanitation, including access to clean water, block shipments of food and fuel, impose telecommunications blackouts, unleash indiscriminate industrial violence to kill and wound hundreds a day, let starvation and epidemics of infectious Diseases, along with the daily massacres and the displacement of Palestinians from their homes, turn Gaza into a mortuary. Israel has killed or seriously wounded close to 100,000 Palestinians in Gaza, almost one in every 20 inhabitants. It has destroyed or damaged 60% of the housing. The safe areas to which some 2 million Gazans were instructed to flee in the south have been relentlessly bombed with thousands of casualties. 
Palestinians in Gaza now make up 80% of all the people facing famine or catastrophic hunger worldwide, according to the UN. Every person in Gaza is hungry. A quarter of the population are starving and struggling to find food and drinkable water. Famine is imminent. The 335,000 children under the age of five are at high risk of malnutrition, but some 50,000 pregnant women lack health care and adequate nutrition. Infants are dying in droves. Israeli political and military officials, as the South African jurist documented at the International Court of Justice, make no secret of their genocidal intent, nor of their vision of what comes next. In September, before the incursion into Israel by Hamas and other resistance fighters, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu displayed a map of what he called the New Middle East at a UN General Assembly meeting. Gaza, the West Bank, and East Jerusalem had all been incorporated into a greater Israel. Palestine had ceased to exist. Palestinians are being forced to choose between death from bombs, disease, exposure, or starvation, or being driven from their homeland. There will soon reach a point where death will be so ubiquitous that deportation for those who want to live will be the only option. Israel is lobbying countries in Latin America and Africa to accept Palestinian refugees. Israeli leaders are calling this deportation, quote, voluntary migration. Voluntary migration is not a new concept in the annals of genocide. In the Warsaw Ghetto, the Nazis handed out three kilograms of bread and one kilogram of marmalade to anyone who voluntarily registered for deportation. There were times when hundreds of people had to wait in line for several hours to be deported. There's plenty more Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. Find us every Monday through Friday on Rockfin, Rumble, and Twitter starting 6 p.m. Eastern Time, live. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency made for spending. You can pay your bills with Dash at spritz.finance. Plus, they can send dollars to your bank if you still need those for something. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at dash.org. That's dash.org. Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com. USA News Update. Israel anticipated to launch an invasion of Rafah, the largest refugee camp in Gaza for displaced Palestinians. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has instructed the military to ready for civilian evacuations in the city. President Biden responding to a Department of Justice report that cites lapses in memory noted by special counsel investigators who had interviewed him earlier about classified documents. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president. I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. In their report, the officials said the president appeared to have a difficult time recalling the timeline of his son Bo's death and didn't recall his time as vice president very well either. The combination of Midwest, tornadoes, and February is unusual, but this week breaks the norm. Severe storms led to the issuance of the first ever February tornado warnings in Wisconsin on Thursday. John Schaefer, USA News. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. I spend a lot of time in the garage. But even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty. And sadly, in 09, it was sparks from me. Your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. 
Welcome to Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. I'm Gardner Goldsmith, the creator of the Liberty Conspiracy, which can be seen and heard every Monday through Friday, starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Rumble, Rockman, and on my Twitter slash X feed. That being at Gard Goldsmith. That's G-A-R-D Goldsmith. Israel's political leaders, military commanders, and persons holding official positions have systematically and in explicit terms declared their genocidal intent. And these statements are then repeated by soldiers on the ground in Gaza as they engage in the destruction of Palestinians and the physical infrastructure of Gaza. Our minds are merging, Doctor. Our minds are one. I feel what you feel. I know what you know. It's time, everyone, for our mind meld. Our guest is with us, and I am very, very gratified that he has been able to join us. He's talking to us. From a five-hour difference, of course, I'm on the East Coast of the United States, and I want to show you his website right now before we bring him in. His name is Craig Murray. He's a former ambassador who came down from north of Hadrian's Wall and has traveled the world and done amazing things. And I want to ask him, as I mentioned to you in the audience, I want to ask Craig Murray about one of his books in particular, that has something to do with Tony Blair and uh, just amazing things for human rights and justice. And you'll see on the screen right here, everyone, January 28th, his website, craigmurray.org.uk, as he describes some of the things that he saw at The Hague at the International Court of Justice. And he said right here, In finding there is a plausible case against Israel, the International Court of Justice treated with contempt the argument from Israel that the case should be dismissed as it is exercising its right of self-defense. This argument took up over half of Israel's pleadings. Not only did the court find there is a plausible case of genocide, the court only mentioned self-defense once in its interim ruling, and that was to note that Israel had claimed it. Let's turn to our guest right now. He is the man behind this website. He is Craig Murray. Thanks for joining us, Craig, and welcome to Liberty Conspiracy, because as I say, freedom is out of fashion nowadays. And thank you for your great work. I really appreciate I, I discovered you thanks to uh, George Galloway and his, his show. So uh, seeing you was just remarkable. I appreciate what, uh, what you've been doing to try to call out the unbelievable activities of this Israeli state. Thank you, Gardner. It's good to have you, and uh, um, I hope we have a good talk. Absolutely. Absolutely, Craig. You know, um, one of the things that I I noted as I looked at your work uh, was that in your report, and I'll bring it up on the screen so folks can see it at craigmurray.org.uk, down a little ways, you mentioned something that is interesting amongst many of the things, but it sort of stands out here. You say, again, this is not the court saying that South Africa has alleged this. It's a finding of fact by the court. This is a quote. I want to go through this just a little bit here. 
You say, it is especially humiliating for Israel that the court quoted the Israeli head of state, the president of Israel himself, as giving clear evidence of genocidal intent along with two other government ministers. And you cite all of these things. The amount of work that you did to get all this is absolutely terrific. It's a wonderful resource, Craig. You say, citation 51, in this regard, the court has taken note of a number of statements made by senior Israeli officials. It calls attention in particular to the following examples. On on the 9th of October, 2023, Mr. Yoav Gallant, Defense Minister of Israel, announced that he had ordered a complete siege of Gaza City and that there would be, quote, no electricity, no food, no fuel, and that everything was closed. On the following day, Minister Gallant stated, speaking to Israeli troops on the Gaza border, Order, quote, I have released all restraints. You saw what we are fighting against. We are fighting human animals. This is the ISIS of Gaza. This is what we are fighting against. Gaza won't return to what it was before. There will be no Hamas. We will eliminate everything. If it doesn't take one day, it will take a week. It will take weeks or even months. We will reach all places. And there's much more. But I do want to mention one thing as we get into our conversation, Craig. The long-term history combined with the contemporary Israeli rhetoric and their, their unbelievable narrative flipping here. It's, it, in many ways, it reminds me of the narrative that we heard from NATO as they kept expanding and expanding, despite what James Baker had supposedly agreed to uh, for the Russians. Um, if we look at the Nakba... This is essentially a repeat of it. We've even seen Israeli officials actually talking about that. And they were telling people to go to Khan Yunus. That's their escape route. And then what did they start doing? They started bombing that. In the course of a week, we've gone from 20,000 estimated people. We don't know whether they're Hamas or whatever, but mostly civilians because they haven't been able to cite who are the terrorists and who aren't, slaughtered. Now it's up to near 25,000 people. And, as you and George Galloway mentioned, after this ruling, the United States and the U.K. took the extra egregious step of actually saying they were no longer going to be funding the humanitarian aid that could be coming from the United Nations to go into there, upon which many of this, those people are relying, so they're not starving. If you would like to introduce yourself and your, your sentiment and what got you interested or, or come at it from any of these standpoints, Craig, feel free and welcome to the program. And I appreciate you offering us your view of what you saw at The Hague and your view of what things are like right now. Um, thank you, Gardner. Well, I'm, uh, I'm Craig Murray. I was a, a British diplomat for over 20 years, um, a clear diplomat. Um, I worked my way up. I became an ambassador. I was Britain's youngest ambassador in those days. Um, I left for foreign service over the war in Iraq and over torture and extraordinary rendition on which I, I blew the whistle. Um, there's some debate as to whether I resigned or was hacked, and, and I don't really mind which. I, I don't mind which people say. Um, well, you're in good company. You... I, I got to meet John Kiriakou and uh, we got to give him a high five. So I'll give you the virtual high five for what you did. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm, I'm 
I know John well. He's, he's a good man. Um, yeah. Having uh, become a whistleblower, I, I then naturally gravitated to WikiLeaks and, and became a, a friend and colleague of, um, of Julian. Um, and have worked closely with WikiLeaks and worked for Julian's release um, ever since. Um, and have supported a number of human rights activities around the around the world, and also fought for internet freedom in particular, and the you know fought against the increasing rise of the surveillance state where we're all watched all of the time, um, and a number of other issues. I'm a I'm a left-wing person, but a, a libertarian left-wing person. Let, 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 let me put it that way. Um, and uh, in, in, the, in my lifetime, I guess, you know, when I was a, a young man, which is a long way while ago, there were two great issues which concerned us, and one was us activists, if you like, and one was South Africa and apartheid, and one was Palestine. Um, and, and I'm happy to say that um, South Africa and, and, and apartheid was resolved, but Palestine never has been. Uh, and in fact, one has melded into the other in a sense, and that Israel has increasingly developed and refined its apartheid system, because that's what it, it really is. And Israel, for 75 years, has existed on ethnic cleansing. You know, we, there has been wave after wave of ethnic cleansing of the yeah. Palestinians and every 10 or 15 years or so there's a more violent wave and that's what's happening now with an extremely violent wave where it's fairly plain that the Israeli government has decided to eliminate Gaza, to eliminate the Palestinians in Gaza and to seize Gaza. Uh, that That's plainly their end goal. Um, I was active in trying to um, persuade people uh, to invoke the Genocide Convention, that seemed to me, because I'm a, you know, I was a diplomat for over 20 years, I was in a, uh, our State Department's called the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, I was in what we call the senior management structure of that office for six years, so I know international law extremely well. Um, I was very active with others in lobbying states to invoke the Genocide Convention, because that's something I knew states could do. Um, and we lobbied states, including the South African state, to, to do that back in November. Um, in December, they did. I, I'm not claiming um, that I, I did that, but I was part of the movement that, that led to this case happening. And for that reason, I was keen to be at The Hague to actually witness the the case, which I, I did from a public gallery. And I, I, I think I was the only journalist in the courtroom because you got the credit as a journalist, uh, but then you were in a, a wing, in a different wing of the building, watching on the screen, and you only saw what the directors showed you on the screen, whereas I was in the courtroom itself. And to do that, I had to I had to queue overnight for the public gallery, literally. The, uh, the queue started forming at one o'clock in the morning. Uh, I remember you mentioned it was four. very, it, you said it was very cold. I, I remember you you were there for hours. I, you, you mentioned that to George Galloway, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it was minus seven that night. It was minus seven. Um, the queue started forming at one. There are only 14 seats, 14 seats in the public gallery, the International Court of Justice. I arrived at two o'clock um, and in position number nine, 
and I had to queue from two till seven in, uh, in, in minus seven degrees in order to get into the courtroom um, after a night with no sleep, of course. Um, but I was there, and it's, it's it, being inside the courtroom is very different because you can see the interactions between people. You can see the expressions on the faces of people who are not talking. In particular, you can watch very closely the judges and how the judges are reacting. So that that was worthwhile, and that's kind of my philosophy, I guess, in 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 what I do. You know, you can lobby, you can write, you can do behind the scenes work, but nothing beats actually getting there and and, and being there. Yeah. Yeah. So right. So right. Uh, it is interesting. I had a friend uh, recently who is he's now in federal prison because he was dealing Bitcoin and, uh, you know, they don't want that decentralized crypto stuff. And um, going to the court and seeing the way one of the things I'll just give you this as a quick aside, Craig. Uh, one of the things that they did was they they were supposed to have his sentencing. Then they saw the number of people who showed up to support him, much like what they've been doing with Julian Assange and all these psychological tricks and things like that. And so they postponed it to a different day, different time, hopeful, hoping that there probably would be fewer people. Then on that day, just as many people turned up at this courtroom in my state of New Hampshire, north of Boston, and um, my state, I say, as an anarchist, but um, um, where I reside, and... Uh, they they had guards outside of that courtroom who were telling people, oh, the courtroom is full. Go to the spillover room and watch on video. And I said, you know, something strikes me as weird about this. I'm going to go in half empty. They wanted to make it look like Ian didn't have supporters. My friend didn't have supporters who had shown up. They wanted to demoralize him. It was unbelievable. And just the tricks that these people, you know, I, I say that the tricks that many people will will pull. Um, and, uh, I think it's important to call them out on that sort of thing. And, and thank you for doing that. I know it's, it's minus seven Celsius. I don't know what that is Fahrenheit, but that's darn cold. And the information that you got particularly fascinating coming from the fact that it was the South African government after going through its apartheid system, which has been, as you have done, called out the Israeli apartheid system and this, as many people have said, open air prison of Gaza. And it's irrefutable what they have been doing there for decades with United States taxpayer, unfortunately, help change to it. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of the things that you saw there that uh, you think are especially notable, especially about some of the citations of what the Israelis have been doing to food and fuel and hospitals, and also some of their overt statements that the Americans seem to say either, oh, they never said that, or, well, it's acceptable for them to say this. You know, extermination of women and children. Oh, it's fine. It's, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. No, the, um, the case was set out extremely well by the South African side. Um, they had a fantastic um, legal team. Um, and one thing they said from the outset was that they weren't going to use atrocity photos. They weren't going to try and shock the court. They weren't going to use it as a theatre. They said, this is a court of law. We're going to base this on on fact and law and not on show. Um, they said, we could show you thousands of photos of dead babies, of dead children from Gaza. That's not what we're going to do. We're going to make the argument. And they set out very calmly and unemotionally um, the facts of the case. Um, 
you know, over at that time, some 25,000 people dead, the large majority of them, 70% of them women and, and children. So the idea they are com combatants is plainly nonsense. The deliberate um, deprivation of food, the fact that 350,000 buildings have been destroyed or seriously damaged. 350,000 buildings destroyed or seriously damaged. You know, you, you can't argue that the violence is not indiscriminate when you've damaged 350,000 buildings. <laughs> so that's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's such a canard. Oh, it's precision bombing. That's insane. The, the, it's powder now. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's um, that, and, and they set all that out very carefully, and they set out a whole number of quotes by senior Israeli ministers calling for the extermination of the Palestinians. The president of Israel saying there are no innocent Palestinian civilians, for example. You know, what, what does that mean when you say that to your troops who are about to go into battle, there are no innocent civilians? That means kill everybody. You know, it plainly means that. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing. I've got, I've got yeah. one here right on the screen, Craig. And you did amazing journalism getting this information here. Let's just put this up. Here's October 13th, 2023. Mr. Israel Katz, then Energy Minister of Energy and Infrastructure of Israel, stated on X, formerly Twitter, quote, we will fight the terrorist organization Hamas and destroy it. All the civilian population in Gaza is ordered to leave immediately. We will win. They will not receive a drop of water or a single battery until they leave the world. I saw uh, information going back to 2018. We know how long the Israeli government has been manipulating and depleting their water resources, just the water resources. Then we have their argument of, well, you know, we can go in and indiscriminately shoot. And essentially, this is what they're saying. We can shoot innocent people. We and and I've even heard Americans like Lindsey Graham after the Israeli defense forces shot some of the hostages it, Lindsey Graham, the senator from some South Carolina, said, well, that unfortunately, that's war. And they say, OK, let me see if I can get this straight. The Israeli government, year after year after year, has held without charge sometimes teenage kids and women and claimed that they were terrorists without charging them, completely extrajudicial. And so if you use the logic of the Israelis that they can go in and indiscriminately kill anybody they want, even their own hostages, then Hamas can use the same argument against the Israelis. And there's no way you can stop them. It's amazing how these people will basically say anything and not even realizing they're digging their own holes. Like this guy on X, he's exposing himself as a, as a, as a potential war criminal. Yep, that's, um, that's correct. And of course, the... Um one thing which, in, in, in its ruling, which the uh, court made, um, the court said that the Israeli government must um, prosecute people who have made uh, these genocidal, uh, incitement to genocide claims. If the court eventually decides that this is genocide, and I believe that they will eventually decide this is genocide, then um, the International Criminal Court will have no choice but to but to prosecute, um, which would be, which is one of the major aims. That's one of the reasons why we wanted to take this to the International Court of Justice, because the International Court of Justice, as I I spent all of November and December trying to explain to people, is a genuine court. It, it actually 
is not a puppet uh, of its go of governments or the West, unlike the International Criminal Court, which is the International Criminal Court, which is a different court, um, is purely a NATO puppet that that basically puts black people in prison. That, that's what it does. Uh, the, um, uh, the, the 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 two should not be confused. And and the but the International Criminal Court will have to act. If the international against individuals, if the international court of justice finds there is genocide, but to um, to go back to what I was saying about the the case and how strong it was and how well put by Sandhu, in reply, um, Israel had a kind of two track tactic. They really went hard on, and they spent half their time on um, procedure and attempting to get. The uh, the thing thrown out on points of jurisdiction. South Africa's standing to bring the case, whether certain letters had been sent in enough time. But those kind of arguments. That was their that was their main effort, which was kind of these loyally attempts to get it dismissed on procedural grounds. Mm -hmm. For the rest, it was just propaganda. I mean, they just stood there and told ridiculous lies. I mean, they said, for example, that all the damage to Housing and infrastructure had been caused by Hamas, 2,000 Hamas missiles misfiring, and by uh, Hamas booby trapping the buildings. Um, they said that now there was more a there was more food going into Gaza now than had gone in before October the seventh, which, which you know plainly was just 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 a a, a mad lie. They claimed that there were so many child deaths because Hamas used child soldiers when, you know, half of these child deaths are infants. Uh, you know, I don't think Israel expected the court to believe any of that. I think they expected the court to dismiss the case on procedural grounds. Um, and the rest of that stuff was propaganda for, you know, for dissemination on the internet basically, um, and for the mainstream media to repeat, which, of course, right. they they did. And um, I believe this was also true of major channels in the United States. Um, but certainly in the United Kingdom, for example, the BBC didn't cover the South African case of genocide at all. At yeah, all. They, they gave it a good uh, leave and alone, didn't they? Yeah, and then yeah. the Israeli case—they streamed the whole thing live on the on the BBC. Uh, oh. They only streamed one side, um, which, which um, is uh, you know fairly fairly typical. And that's why I think you know, that was the purpose of the Israeli case. So so much of it was was just propaganda, and the court, of course, ignored it. And, and we've also seen this. Um, mad attempt to misrepresent what the court has found. Uh, the court has found there is a plausible case of genocide. Yeah. Um, the court couldn't find... Uh, I saw um, uh, John Kirby, the White House spokesman. <laughs> I was um, going to mention John Kirby, yes. Yeah, saying, well, the court didn't find genocide. Well, the court That's can't find genocide at that stage. This right. was a... Um, in the terms of the American system, this would be a hearing to, to determine probable cause. Uh, you know, but 
All the court can do at this stage is find there is definitely a case to bring. But the actual finding of genocide comes at the, at the major hearing, which this wasn't. But what the court did find was that there's a plausible case of genocide, that there's sufficient risk that genocide is happening, that they should take interim measures. And those interim measures included a, a direct instruction to stop killing Palestinians. Um, and, and they didn't use the word ceasefire, it, it's true, and that's, that's partly legal and partly political, I think. But they did say that Israel, and they specified the Israeli military, must stop killing Palestinians and stop depriving them of the means of life. We'll be back with more Liberty Conspiracy on Free Talk Live. Most folks don't realize this fact. Our country is only four missed meals away from chaos, and those meals can vanish fast. In a national emergency, fragile supply chains break down and will wipe grocery store shelves clean in a matter of hours. Before this happens, there's something you should do today. Let's stock up on emergency food storage. My Patriot Supply is the company millions of American families trust for their emergency supplies. You should, too. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each kit contains delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and other survival necessities. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship the same day, fast. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Those who know what's coming, prepare before the chaos starts. MyPatriotSupply.com When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for youth. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals into your body. And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. 